let's talk about gear. So, I am a videographer and a photographer and stuff, you know, for a hobby, and I like to look at gear a lot on the internet, like new cameras and microphones and like lighting setups and all kinds of great stuff. But the problem is, when I look at it, I want all the gear. Unfortunately, I don't get paid enough to buy all the gear because I know that, I, I mean, I would be spending all of my money and even more than that because you, there's just unlimited gear to buy. For example, to, today, no, yesterday and today, I was looking at um, cameras because I kind of want to try some live action videoing and maybe get into like photography, portraits and stuff. I don't know. Either way. I was looking at like the new mirrorless cameras because those look really appealing, especially for the size because I can sort of keep it in a backpack or something and it won't be humongous to carry around. Uh, the problem is they're expensive and uh, <laughs> I, I just calculate them up and then I, oh, you need, you need the camera, then you need the lenses, oh, well, you're going to have to get a kit and maybe another one, no, maybe not another one, uh, you need one automatic, then you got this You've got your manual lenses already, but now you're going to have to get adapters, and then maybe if you want to do video, you'll have to get a video mic, which is another $200 in itself, and good grief, before you're over, you've got like $1,000, you know, in your cart, and you're like, what even? So you look on eBay, and you try to find other prices, you find refurbished, okay, maybe you cut it down just a little bit, I don't know. Still, it's so much money. The only way... I could ever justify buying, you know, like, the gear that I want when, you know, that I look at is to actually use it and make money with it. But the problem is, I don't, I, I can't really do that because I don't, I just want it to hobby, I guess, to, just to mess around with. Maybe eventually I can make money doing it, but maybe not. Who knows? So, you know, I have my own gear already that I make videos with for work and stuff and I mean that I justified buying because I didn't have any gear and now I use it to make money so it's already paid for itself the thing is I do already have the gear I don't use it enough as it is like my Canon SL1 why would I buy a Canon M3 if I have the SL1 I mean I don't even use the SL1 enough except for an animation to justify buying another camera. So that's just what was on my mind about gear. And uh, yeah, obviously you read on the internet about gear envy, you know, you can just Google it, and you'll find 100 million articles in 0.3 of a second, if your internet's fast, about gear envy. And all these articles are so right, you know, you want the gear, because you think it'll make you be better at it because what you really want is to be better at your craft and so you want to get the gear in order to be better but the problem is you need to get better before the gear and then when you do get the gear you can justify it but also you'll be better equipped to use the gear now I mean you know obviously you have to have certain gear to do certain things like if you have just a, a film camera and you want to get into video, that's not going to work. You can't just snap a picture 24 frames a second. 
on a film camera. There's only like, what, 30 frames per roll of film or something? I don't know. Either way, uh, whenever you use gear that's sort of limiting to you, you sort of learn the workarounds around it. It sort of builds uh, skill, I suppose. You know, working within limits because you don't have these unlimited gear because you don't have an unlimited budget so you get more creative and that you know builds your own uh creativity and skills i guess it kind of builds character too doesn't it because you (laughs) you realize that you can't go and and just buy things but i guess what i was trying to make a joke was that it you know you you don't have to yell at your camera all the time you learn that yelling at it doesn't really help and you wouldn't have learned that if you didn't have limited gear. That is the moral of the story today. So I guess this is the time that I prompt, I make a prompt where I ask you to uh, send in your call-ins and we'll talk about gear together. We'll have a little conversation here. Uh, what do you what what gear do you use? What's your favorite gear? What is the gear that you have wanted the most but you can't afford it? And don't just say, you know, like a backlot or a, a cinema camera because that's not specific. You know, like real. Like what would you use it for? Uh, why do you want it? That that would be very interesting to talk about. So, if you want to call in, please do. And if you don't call in, I guess this will include another episode but you know please call in oh never mind all right we have a question from twitter that i'm going to answer what inspired you to try out stop animation what drives you to continue animating that is from lan r from twitter landman 106 uh Well, since this is a two-part question, I will put this in a two-part answer. Story time. How I got into stop motion. So, I was, uh, how old was I? Eight? No, no, sorry, I was about ten. I had just sort of watched a segment on the television on ABC. It was called, the TV program was, I caught. The segment was about Lego animation. And... I was like, hey, these people are watching, are not watching, they're creating Lego animations. I can do that too. Well, needless to say, I did. I tried it out. I had a point-and-shoot camera or something. And I, uh, it was right before, I think? No, it was right after Christmas. I had, I had uh, made a stop-motion about, like, the nativity. It it was a disaster, <laughs> of course, because it was my first. But then I just started making more and more of them, and it was so fun. I did it for a while, just messing around with the camera. I mean, none of them were really that great of a quality, of course, since I was just a you know kid and I was just playing. Uh, until later, I decided to uh, well, I decided to get the live action from there, and so I sort of faded on the Lego animation part. Until I picked it back up, and then it sort of faded again. But then I finally picked it back up again in 2014, late um, 2013 actually. 
and I made videos and improved and I got pretty good. You know, I mean, there's still some ways to go, but you know, I got good enough to have you know a, a, a little bit of a following on the YouTubes, and uh, yeah, that's how I got into it. What drives me to continue animating? Now this is a tricky one because ever since I started, you know, making animations for money, working, freelancing animations, it's been harder and harder to uh, can drive to, to find the drive to continue animating personal projects. I guess this is pretty normal probably for, you know, any creative that starts working in their field. It's just hard to find the time to uh, to to work and to do hobbies and so whenever I do things it's usually because I have a really good story to tell or there's a contest anymore there's just a contest and like on Bricks in Motion they have the THAC which is the 24 hour animation contest which is usually in January or December and they have uh, Brawl which is in the summer which I just completed made the uh the abduction at the what was it called the abduction on an exotic on an exotic the abduction let's start over abduction on an exotic island that's what it's called uh i made that because i just love being part of something you know big like so many people were animating simultaneously and we're all making something with the same theme and then we get like judged on it and it's so fun to do that I especially like doing THAC because everybody's literally animating at the same time for the entirety of 24 hours. So much fun. But all that to say, uh, when I, you know, to find the drive to animate, you just have to realize what the end result will be. Because the, the, the process is really slow and tedious. There are really some highlights, like voice acting, that's always fun, especially if you have fun roles to voice act in. Or like, um... Animating, you know, it's slow. Some people don't like it, but it's fun to do. It's just fun to make things move on their own, especially whenever you click the play button. It makes it all worth it. And trying out new techniques, that is very helpful. I mean, it's a little hard to get into, like, because you got to figure out how to do the techniques and stuff. But whenever you actually do them and they come out well, the process of the challenging creative process really becomes worth it and you feel really great about it. So I like to try new things when I um, animate. That helps me keep going. And like I said, story. And I love editing too and sound design, all the good stuff. So just remain focused on the end goal, but also enjoy the process. You know, celebrate the little victories. Don't just put yourself down. And also, I, this is sort of off topic a little bit, but try not to make humongous projects if you know you can't complete them. I tried that a couple times. Tried making big projects like, oh yeah, a big movie will, long movie will help me you know, do whatever, I don't know get clients or something, but you know what, I just burn out and I didn't want to do the movie anymore and I, I quit. And so, making shorts really honing in on the skills always trying something new and uh, being thrilled about the story. If you're making a story you don't like, you're probably not going to be thrilled about it. You're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to like the final result. So just have fun. And uh, yeah, I think that answers the question well.
really got worked up over that question, didn't I? That's because I love it so much, answering questions and talking about things that I love. And so, uh, you know, if you want to send in more questions, use Anchor app and just click the call-in button on my station and leave a voice recording and I'll listen to it and answer your question. It doesn't have to be about animation or filmmaking or, or anything, really. You just ask whatever question you want and I'll probably answer it if I like the question. So, if you don't like using your voice, though, you can just feel free to go and to my Twitter, at underscore RioForce, and tweet me a question, and I'll answer it here on the show, especially if you want to answer it on the show, mention uh, that you want to answer it on the show. But I might just answer random questions I get on Twitter anyway. Who knows? Uh, so, thank you for listening to this episode of the broadcast. I will talk to you tomorrow, probably. <laughs>